A Journey to Biblical Counseling on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. This week on the podcast, I am so excited for you all to hear of the testimony of Dr. Jen Chin. Dr. Chin is a trained marriage and family therapist and a clinical psychologist, and she's currently pursuing her Master of Arts in Biblical Counseling at the Master's University. And today she's going to share a a bit of her testimony about how she came to the conviction of biblical counseling. And I am so excited for you to hear her story. Jen, I want to ask you several questions. First, tell us about your training and how you came about your training and how you pursued uh, the degrees that you sought after and that you now hold. So as a teenager, I kind of dealt with some different issues um, and ended up in therapy and went to when when I was in undergraduate school, I actually accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. And it wasn't until then that my actual, quote, mental health symptoms got better. I was more able to function and things. And I thought, oh, this is because of my newfound faith. Um, because I was in Southern California, where there were at least three Christian institutions that had graduate studies in psychology, I thought nothing of it. I thought, you know, that it was probably the best field for me to go into. And so I pursued my master's in marriage and family. And when I finished the program, I felt like I have no idea what I'm doing still. And so I thought, well, okay, I'm going to pursue my doctorate in in clinical psychology. So I I went to Fuller, did four years of classes there. And that also included um, practicums. For example, I did a practicum in neuropsych at the West Los Angeles VA, and I actually did a lot of my work in community mental health centers, part of at Fuller, and I think just as an idealistic young woman, was really into issues of oppression and social justice, and I think my time at Fuller really fed into that, and so I wanted to be the best psychologist I could be, and so I also did a postdoc Um, for Harbor UCLA, receiving training in kind of the cutting edge therapies such as dialectical behavioral therapy, um, acceptance and commitment therapy, just kind of the latest, most progressive therapies that there were, just thinking that that was the best way that I could serve people. And part of my goal was to basically eliminate suffering and and especially to the least of these. Yeah, that's always a a noble pursuit. And as I hear you talking about that and describing, there is great intrigue because um, in the secular world, pursuing psychology is an opportunity for us to to think about helping people. And as a new believer, to hear you talk about wanting to help people and pursue uh, that area and that degree of study, it was intriguing. Walk us through why some of that might have been intriguing for you to pursue uh, a degree in psychology uh, as a new believer. I saw people hurting. I saw myself hurting. I saw how this secular therapist had walked me through some of my hurting. And again, but when I became a Christian, I think that's where I started to 
to have more hope. And so I thought it, it, it must be a combination of that and my faith. And again, just there was, I didn't come from uh, any background that told me that psychology, there was any reason to question psychology whatsoever. And so I thought I was just doing, equipping myself in the best way possible. Yeah. So after your education, you uh, got married. Is that right? And now have a now have a son, and uh, the Lord has transitioned you in some ways relative to your education, and, and now you attend the Master's University and pursuing a Master of Arts in Biblical Counseling, and that's quite a transition as I think about that. What I'd like for you to do is to describe some of that transition and your your uh, your change in thinking relative to biblical counseling, and a different paradigm about how to uh, how to really help people. Working in the inner city is tough. And initially I thought, oh, I just don't have enough training. I don't have enough experience. Um, and then as the experience came and just kind of my theology of suffering was not very robust where I just started to really take on the burdens and not necessarily see a lot of fruit from walking besides people. And then when I hit my own suffering, um, First of all, uh, my husband and I struggled with infertility for five years, and I basically didn't know how to deal with that theologically, um, and it almost came to the point where I I just questioned my faith, I questioned God's existence, and then I was actually really ashamed of that because it's like, I'm a seminary student, I should be able to handle something like this, and I knew my faith was broken, and at the same time, I didn't know what to do. And so it just kind of fell by the wayside. Um, and we were blessed with Garrett and, and it was such a blessing. And I still knew my faith was broken, but I still didn't quite know what to do. The church we were attending at the time, we weren't seeing a lot of spiritual growth. And so we made the decision to, to change churches. And so we got to a lighthouse community church. And initially when we saw one of the brochures that said, we believe in biblical counseling. And one of the things that shot through my head was in my first intro to integration class, they talked about biblical counseling and they mentioned Jay Adams and it took all of about two minutes and it was very, it's very simplistic and it actually hurts people and it, it blames the, it blames the client or, or the patient for their own problems. And, and that was like the extent of it. So kind of this little red flag went off. It was ironic because one of my, uh, friends that I spoke to, she's like, well, you should just give it a try because it sounds like you're enjoying the sermons there. And the longer we were there and the more sermons we we heard, it just we were more convicted to just stay there anyways. Well, six months into it, I am ended up, and we didn't know at the time what was going on, um, but I was having panic attacks and I was like losing excessive weight and the doctors didn't know what was going on. And the ironic thing with psychology is there is a lot of postmodernism of, well, let's get the truth from here and th their piece of the truth and their piece of the truth. So I'm like, well, everything I'm doing from psychology isn't working. Um, everything medical isn't working. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in biblical counseling too. And from there on, initially, honestly, at first, um, when I was getting in, I was like, oh, he's just doing CBT. Um, but the more, I did it when I really truly grasped the gospel as more than just a ticket to heaven, mm -hmm. uh, but as relevant to my everyday life. 
And that's when I realized it was something completely different. Um, I also early into it ended up taking, um, CCF's dynamics of biblical change and just really started to understand what is the sanctification process versus what is just like getting rid of suffering or trying to prevent oppression or trying to stop somebody from being anxious. So instead of just treating symptoms of where is their heart and where is their heart before God. It's always so interesting to me to hear uh, stories like yours that um, the Lord has introduced you to some of the ideas in biblical counseling, particular aspects of the scripture and theological truths about the gospel. Talk for a second in your training at, at Masters and uh, what the Lord has done with you through your, your past experience. What are the ways that you see that biblical counseling is necessary, is most helpful for uh, the people that you would work with to provide hope and true care and true understanding, as you mentioned, a theology of suffering and how to deal with the problems that, that we face in life. How do you think, now that you've studied biblical counseling, how do you think that that is the way in which we should think about alleviating uh, human problems and human suffering? Most of all is the sufficiency of Scripture. I mean, um, talking about biblical anthropology, talking about epistemology. When I took the intro to hermeneutics class um, with Dr. John Street, I honestly wept because I saw all the proof texting I'd been doing my whole life and how little I understood the word and how insufficient I had made it and how sufficient I had made psychology. And then with Dr. Ernie Baker, just really comprehending more about how superior worship pushes out inferior worship and that every moment is a worship moment and I'm either worshiping God or I'm worshiping something else and how do I not just cognitively think but how does my heart gain affection for for God so Jen this has just been wonderful and, and very informative it's been great to hear your story I, I want to conclude if we can with with um, an example, maybe a case study, so that we can maybe contrast and see and hear the benefit of your training uh, in the past. So if we were to think through maybe a young lady who was the victim of, of sexual abuse, could you just contrast for us just some basic ideas of the way you might approach her based on your old training versus now how you would think differently, paradigms, biblical ideas, and key tenets from the Scripture that would guide the way you would help her when she's dealing with, with the residual effects of sexual abuse. Right. So with sexual abuse, um, in my old training, first I would obviously build rapport with them and then help them to basically get skills, whether cognitive skills, how to deal with their thoughts, behavioral skills of when they maybe have urges to hurt themselves or avoid or whatever. So basically a lot of skills building and being able to tolerate those emotions and then getting to a point where we would process through some of those things as well as teach them, well, get them to realize, well, it's not their fault and normalize a lot of their experiences or, or kind of reactions to that trauma and then help them to kind of build more of a life worth living. Um, from a biblical perspective, first of all, of course, I would weep with them. Yeah. And then 
I would work more towards helping them see that biblically, having them, helping them to build a really robust um, theology of suffering. And most of all, to get them to see how big God is, Mm -hmm. that God can use this for their good and his glory, Mm -hmm. um, helping them to find their identity in Christ Mm -hmm. and not as a abuse victim survivor, Mm -hmm. not as a therapy patient for the rest of their lives. I mean, cause we'll hear that. And most of all, in the midst of all of that, can they grow in their ability to trust God? Mm-hmm. Can they grow in their ability to worship God and find him and know him in the midst of their struggle, know his nearness, regardless of circumstances? You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. Dr. Chen is currently attending the Master's University, and the Master's University in Santa Clarita, California, is one of the training centers for ACBC. Around the country, ACBC certifies over 60 training centers, and you can learn more about our training centers on our website at biblicalcounseling.com. 